0: Hello revolutionaries. This is Allison Task coming to you live from the lake. So if you hear crickets, birds, and how about this one? There it was. That was a stone right in that calm, placid lake. Ripple, 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 ripple. I'm in my happy place. I'm in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania um, where the air is crisp and cool, and I haven't turned on the air conditioner once. I'm finding my happy here in the pandemic. Everyone's got to find their way, and I'm finding mine. Today, I am thrilled to share with you this article that was just published in Greater Good magazine. That's greatergood.berkeley.edu. The Greater Good Science Center is where I took a happiness course uh, a couple of years ago. And the thinkers there and the ideas that come out of there are just Wonderful. If you haven't gone, go. Today, I am thrilled that they published this article called Seven Ways to Cope with Uncertainty. And just like in our bonus episode about Stoicism a couple weeks ago, I reviewed the thinking in that Stoicism masterclass. I'm going to review the thinking in this article with you today because it is so good. I have to share it. But before we do, ah, I made kind of a mistake. Um a couple weeks ago before Stoicism in another bonus episode, I reviewed the Enneagram and I referred to expert and author Chris Heworts, um who had recently published a book about it and was getting all kinds of press, was on Brené Brown's podcast, All Roads Pointed to Chris Hewart's. Well, it came to my attention um, that I believe it was about 33 women Um, who came together to accuse him of harming many people and we cannot remain silent anymore. Uh, He was accused of spiritual and psychological abuse. Um, Brene Brown has pulled her intro from the book um, and all support of him. And of course, I I don't hear news and then just react. I look a little bit more depthfully into it. And when I did, here's why I'm bringing this to your attention. His comments about this disturbed me. Um, He specifically said, although I have taken steps over the years to make amends, I have been unable to sufficiently express my sorrow. I want you to know that I have learned from these experiences. Ugh, barf. That's not how we do an apology in my house. Here's how we do an apology in my house. Hey, I'm sorry that I blank, blank, blank. I may have made you feel blank, blank, blank. How can I make it up to you? Or here's how I'd like to make it up to you. In his apology, recognizing that he has been unable to express his sorrow and he has learned, I don't give a shit. What I care about is the impact on the people he's harmed and how he can set about setting that right, which he can't, but how can he try? How can he empathize? How can he feel compassion? How can he put himself in their shoes? So I reject that apology. That is a non-apology. Recently, we saw AOC up on the Hill uh, responding to someone who had also similarly non-apologized, another congressperson who had non-apologized for calling her, uh, bitch. Um, and she didn't respond to the initial horrible word that he said, but she did respond to his non-apology. So I too am responding to Chris Huertz's non-apology. Um, 33 people have come forward accusing you of you know, physical and spiritual abuse and you want us to know that you've learned? Apparently, not enough. So it is with that that I say you're interested in pursuing the Enneagram, pursue it, learn on. Um, Chris is not going to sully the Enneagram or any learnings that you can derive from it, but I'm not a fan of non apologies. I may have a future podcast about apologizing, although I did just share in a nutshell how we do apologies in my house. Um, apologizing is really important to me. I am Jewish and celebrate the holidays of Rosh Hashanah the head of the new year, which usually comes in September, October, so we're right near it, and Yom Kippur, which comes 10 days later. In between Rosh Hashanah and and Yom Kippur, there are 10 days during which you are expected to reflect on your year and atone, right? Apologize. Let people know who you've harmed that you are sorry. Feel the sorrow. And then, of course, on Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, formally, apologize. Um, to yourself, to God, take account, right? Take the time to recount your year for good or for bad and make right the wrongs you've done. So I take apologizing very seriously. I do it every year. We do it every day in my house. I do it with my husband. I do it with my friends. I love apologizing. I love apologizing when I've done something wrong and I've hurt someone and I can help to repair the harm. So Chris, you can do better. Show us you can do better. Do better. Until then, there's your caveat on, on his, um, his content and looking to him as a spiritual leader. Now, to the Greater Good Science Center, my friends. So, I'm very excited about this, this piece on seven ways to cope with uncertainty. We are in grand uncertainty, and I am just going to review the highlights of the uncertainty. Number one, this is straight from them. You can find the article on their website now. Don't resist don't resist. They refer to um, Kristen Neff. Um, Kristen Neff, who is a researcher and expert in the world of self-compassion. You can go to her website. I mention her in the podcast course. I mention her in my book, Personal Revolution. Kristen Neff is the bomb. Um, she, to me, embodies compassion. <laughs> you just look at her and you feel like, Ah, oh, there's some people who you just feel understood just sitting with them. She she exudes that. So she's the expert on self-compassion and her first concept in this piece is don't resist. Don't pretend this pandemic isn't happening. It is. It is accept it. Um, Accept it and be compassionate with yourself when you do. Resisting it, trying to um, find other problems, trying to pretend it's going away, right? What did we do those first two weeks, first two months? No, it's here, it's here to stay, it's here for a while. So what's life gonna look like in this zone? Don't resist it. Two, invest in yourself. This is the time to take that class if you have the time to take that class, if you're up to your ears in childcare as I am, this is the time to invest in those relationships. I am spending so much time with my children. They are gonna literally run to school um, or to play dates with friends. They are gonna be so thrilled, but we are banking, or I should say, and we are banking on our relationship now. We are being depthful. We are we are being together. My mom just sent us the whole Zen Pig series. So we are just deep in Zen meditation. My seven-year-old son took a jog with me. I'll tell you what, you know what kids don't want to do? Go for a jog. Uh, he'll do parkour through the woods. Uh, he'll do sprints, jog. Yeah, not so much for the seven-year-olds. But we're hanging out. We're being real together. Um, they have gotten really good at Uh, going to the beach, packing up our stuff, working as a family, no TV until everything's cleaned up. They are vacuuming. Um, We are investing in new skills around my house and investing in ourselves. Um, Also, I'm taking this time, as you know, in the mornings by the lake, right? My husband's giving me that space to just do early morning time by the lake he's got his own time. I got to invest in this for mental health. I sound happy right now um, because I'm feeling full, full night's sleep, full cup of coffee, time with you, time by the lake. This is my replenishment. So invest in yourself by skill building, invest in yourself by replenishing, exercising, eating healthfully. It's summer, man. Hit those farmer's markets and get what nourishes you. Next, find healthy comfort items. I have had more than a couple clients who said, okay, after all these Zoom happy hours, I need a cleanse. I have a couple clients, actually, it seems like more and more right now, who are just kind of cutting the sauce. And instead, as I said, it's summer. Take the walk with a friend, right? Put on your masks, go for a walk, go for a hike. Don't rely on those Oreos late at night, guilty. Um, Don't rely on the booze. Don't rely on binging uh, social media. I've been real happy getting off Instagram for the entirety of the pandemic so far. And I'm not going back on. As much as I want to post my black and white girl empowerment photo, not happening, not worth it. I'm offline for a little while. Put me in reality, put me in the lake, put me in a boat. um, Let me play with some pebbles. I've got an owl on my property now. I'll hang out, stare at that owl all day. Healthy comfort items, chasing down an owl, looking for a bear in the woods. That's healthy. Um, Not Instagram for me now. Next, number four, four of seven, don't believe everything you think. Oh, boy. I just read an article about all kinds of fake news uh, coming out now, including that uh, Anthony Fauci created the pandemic. Um, What? So be very selective about the information you take in and don't believe everything you think. I have moments in this pandemic of like, yeah, the sky is falling. Um, Is this real? Can I do this? Will I get through it? Know that your brain will play tricks on you and you might have that moment of deep fear um, and let that pass, right? Not everything you think is true. We will go to the worst case scenario. This is a great time to listen to the bonus episode of what is the story you're telling yourself. Build a story that you want to believe and don't believe everything you think. That's like really important. Meditation helps with that, right? Observe your thoughts. Don't follow them. Don't succumb to them. Don't believe everything you think. Have a healthy skepticism to your own thoughts. Think it, but then analyze it. Not everything you think is true. A lot of this is story building, especially those worst case scenarios. Pay attention. This is a great one. Um, After reading Zen Pig, with my children, Um, they got really into it and they were very careful to remind me, um, especially my son when we went jogging and he just wanted to teach me parkour um, and I just wanted to jog. He's like, mom, I know this wasn't what you planned for us to do, but this is what we are doing and we're having more fun together. I jogged with you, can you do parkour with me? Dang, dang kid, right? Instead of focusing on what I wanted and what I expected and what I had planned for, hey, Be in the present moment. Jump on some rocks. Fall down if you must. But be in the present moment. Be with the people you're with. And it's not going to go as you planned. Listen, what is going as we planned right now? Very little. But that's great, right? Because it puts us in the present moment. So be flexible. Be open. At this point, if you have kids, schools have said um, what the new uh, schedule is going to be. My school is going to be Monday, Tuesdays, Thursday, Fridays, four hours a day. Basically my kids will be in school for eight hours, if that, I, right. I spoke with someone um, in the PTA and she was like, how are you doing with that? I was like, I am doing with that. There's no, there's no, right? I'm not gonna fight it. I'm not gonna resist it. That is what's presented to me. I thank you very much for opening up school in a helpful way and we'll take it from there, right? Lots of people scurrying, making these study pods. I'm not gonna scurry. I'm not gonna get stressed. I'm just gonna see what happens, see how it evolves. And, um, Take it from there. Pay attention to what's happening in the moment, right? As it says in the article, the opposite of uncertainty isn't certainty, it's presence. Instead of imagining a scary and unknown future, bring our attention to our breath. Check in on ourselves. When you wash your hands, say, how are you doing right now, right? Bring yourself into the moment that you are in, not the moment you want to have, not the moment you'd like to build. Where are you right now? sitting by the lake talking to you. Boy, am I pleased to be in this moment. This is where I am right now. Six, stop looking for someone to rescue you. Ooh, right? When you give your power away, I believe at some point there will be a vaccine. I'm not gonna say it's January. I'm not gonna say it's January, 2021. I'm not gonna say it's January, 22. I know people are at work on it. I'm just going to sit here, figure it out. Um, But I'm going to take responsibility for my life now while it's happening, right? While I'm in this bubble, while I'm in this moment, how can I live out uh, in a healthy way with with the people who are dependent on me and me? Mm. Don't look for a rescuer. Don't sit waiting for someone. Make your life right now what it is. Make your best bubble moment. And last but not least, you know, this is my favorite. Find meaning in the chaos. Oh, because no pandemic conversation is complete without a reference to the fine Mr. Victor um, conceiver of logotherapy, um, which is finding meaning, right? Finding meaning. What could I have wanted in these days more than to spend time with my little family and set them off with with the morals and values that we have and really depthfully get to know one another? I'll never have this moment again. I was looking at their little six and seven-year-old faces and You know, forgive me for over talking the family, but put in you, right? Who do you care about? Who are you loving now? Who are you spending more time with than you ever thought you would, for good or for bad, right? Who are you connecting with? Are you calling old friends? Are you calling up aunties or cousins? Did you adopt a puppy? I know many of you did, right? Who are you spending time with now? Who are you looking at? We know it's the people. Are you tending your gardens? Right? So how many people started victory gardens? I know of a lot, actually. Um, what are you doing for yourself to sustain yourself? Some uh, client said to me yesterday, "People are either getting really fit or they've just totally let themselves go." Well, it's not a sprint anymore. It's not a six-month sprint. It's a two-year marathon. Um, so, what can you do? Knowing, just give yourself that two-year horizon. It's two years. What can we do in this time? What have we been procrastinating? I have a friend in LA who's been planning to move to Austin. Guess what? He's moving now. Yeah, I know LA is a hotbed of of chaos um, and pandemic and so is Texas for damn sure, but he's moving up. He's reprioritizing those things. Find meaning in the chaos. How can you grab onto your life and make it more like the life you want to live in this compromised time, right? In this very small bubble time. Stop denying it. Stop looking for what you would have been doing this summer and look to help you be the best version of yourself in the pandemic, right? Um, in this article, let me just read you one sentence. Social psychologists define meaning as it applies to our lives as an intellectual and an emotional assessment of the degree to which we find our lives have purpose, value, and impact humans are motivated by our significance to other people. We'll work harder and longer and better and feel happier about the work we're doing when we know that someone else is benefiting from our efforts. My gosh, how many people need help and support right now? My realtor is working every morning. I used to see her at a coffee shop in the morning. Now coffee shop's closed. Every morning she's working at a soup kitchen. Every morning without fail. That's her routine. She feels great about that. And I feel great about her doing that, right? That's the kind of person I want to support. So who can you reach out to now, right? Where is your meaning? This is a time, it's a compromised time, but there are so many people in need, so many people who just want that phone call, that virtual hug, that love, that moment of tenderness for you to say, how are you really? And stop and give yourself a half hour, an hour, two hours to really listen. Find that meaning. That is it for me today. That is it for this bonus episode. Again, Greater Good Science Center is making wonderful content. I hope you enjoyed this quick review of their article, Seven Ways to Cope with Uncertainty, right? Building on last week's bonus episode of Control and Mastery, here are seven more ideas for coping with uncertainty, finding your way to flourish and thrive in this smaller world, right? Small isn't bad. Smaller gives you focus. So when you focus in, here are some tools to use to do it. Thank you as always for sharing your time with me. Thank you for listening love, kisses, mad hugs to you. I'm going to continue to do this through the pandemic. I am going to continue to do these bonus episodes every week. Um, I know in the beginning of the summer, I kind of was taking it every other week. Now we're going back to every week. That's my commitment to you. Come back, have a listen. That'll be part of my purpose. And I hope that the content I share with you helps you engage in more depthful purpose in your lives. Lots of love, love, love. Take care.